Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Sprites. Hope you're having a great day today. If you're new, welcome to Late Night Sprites. It's a laid-back podcast about lots of fun video game topics. Sometimes not, but mostly video games hosted by yours truly. Hello, I'm Homecoming Hero. If you're not new, thank you so much for sticking around. And today... I'm going to be talking about Black Friday. I'm going to be talking about this year's Black Friday, Black Friday as a whole, and a couple things that I ended up getting on this Black Friday, as well as my thoughts on them. So, Black Friday to me is always like a big fun tradition. I know some people are more Cyber Monday oriented, some people are more Black Friday oriented, some people might prefer Small Business Saturday, but for me... I have always liked Black Friday. I've always liked the idea of going to the store and finding a game that was $50 earlier this year for $25 or $20 and taking it home and playing it and using that game to hold me over until the holidays, you know, those buy two, get one free sales, all sorts of stuff like that. And Black Friday is also usually the day I buy movies, and a big thing for me is just that I love, like, I would go on Thursday nights even, I would be done with Thanksgiving dinner, and I would go out with my family, and we would hit up Target and Kohl's and stuff like that, and it would be fun. Now, more often than ever, it's great that a lot of major retailers close on Thursday, because even though that was a fun tradition, I've also worked Black Friday in retail, so it was either I was out having fun or I was the one manning the fort and holding down the line at 3 in the morning on Friday. But that being said, going out and shopping is always fun, and I'm glad that it's better this year. Also, the big change from stuff that I fondly remember is the fact that a lot of companies, like, start their Black Friday deals on Sunday. So if you're not doing anything Tuesday night and your Thanksgiving week start early, you can go down over to GameStop and they'll be like, hey, we got our deals out. And some companies do practices that I don't necessarily agree with, which is where they're like, oh, we got these deals leading up, but then we got new deals on Black Friday. I would rather a company just have their deals on the week of and people who go early can end up getting stuff but then people who end up showing up later like for example when i went to best buy there was just such an overabundance of movies i think i saw like 40 different copies of across the spider-verse like that for example i feel like could be a good balance like if you come early you get first pick But then it's almost like playing a game in and of itself. Do I go early and get a few deals or do I go later and I see what's there and see what's left and get these different deals? So that that always interests me because I went to GameStop, I went to Best Buy, and of course I hit up Steam, I hit up the eShop, I hit up the PlayStation Store. I looked at all the digital storefronts. I would say that this year in terms of sales there was some really good ones, and I ended up picking up some stuff. I think there's only one thing that I picked up at full price, and that was a $10 game that was not discounted, 
but uh, I had the eShop credit and I really wanted uh, this game. So today I'm going to kind of just dive in. It's going to be very casual. I'm going to talk about Black Friday. I'm going to talk about what I got and I'm going to give the thoughts on what I got, at least a couple things, because I got a little about 14, 15, I got about 18 games, but there is a caveat to it. With the games that I ended up getting this year, for every game that I got, I sold one. So this was a trade-in kind of deal, but let's dive into the episode, and let's start with... So we are going to start with what I ended up getting. So I have three categories. I have physical games, digital games, and movies. And I'm going to save the physical games for last. So starting with the digital games, I got Spin Frog, the frog copter game. I don't know what the full title is. I didn't look at it. But I got Spin Frog, which is kind of like this indie spiritual successor to Kuro Kuro Kurin, um, which was a game that's on NSO. It's like this puzzle game that was on GBA where you're like this spinning line and you got to go through puzzles. Um, Marble It Up Ultra, which is very inspired by Monkey Ball. Very fun, very fun aesthetics. Um I'll talk more about Marble It Up Ultra later, but that's what one of the things I got. Luminous Remastered, which was a puzzle game. Unguard. Now, this was one of the ones I got on Steam. Everything I mentioned so far was on Switch, but this was on Steam, and this game looks really fun. I cannot wait to play it. It's like this sword-fighting, almost swashbuckling pirate Zorro-esque game. That looks really fun that I saw at Summer Games Fest and was really excited for, about. I got Daddish 1, 2, and 3. I did not get Daily Daddish, but I figured I would pick that up at another sale. But those looked like some fun little platformers and they were all on sale. Now, here's the thing I got at full price. Extreme Sports, which is this Game Boy Color game that WayForward made. And they put it out on Switch. It's 10 bucks. I... Figured that with the stuff that was on the eShop that was on sale, instead of just waiting, I kind of wanted to get a bundle of games. So I decided to pick this up and see what it's all about. And we'll see what it's all about at a future date. Bear and Breakfast, which looks like a very fun and cozy adventure that I will be diving into at some point. On the PlayStation, I got Intrepid Izzy, which is... This fun-looking platformer, I got the game No Straight Roads. I really did like Hi-Fi Rush earlier, and some people said that this was kind of similar to Hi-Fi Rush. I think I played it on Switch for a little while, and I didn't really get into it, but it was on sale, so I'm going to give it another try. And Metal Slug Double X. This is one of those games that I've been kind of in the mood to play, like In the Hunt, Metal Slug, and all the games like that of that variety. So I'll definitely be diving into that. So with movies, I did not get a lot of movies, but I went to Best Buy because Best Buy said that this is the last year that they're going to stop selling Blu-rays. Now they still have some on their website and they said by early 2024, they're going to be done selling movies. And I thought that kind of stunk. So I went to Best Buy and Picked up some movies because that's what I would do back in the day when I used to really start Black Friday shopping. 
Best Buy was always my favorite store to go to because I could get all of my games and my movies in one go. And I ended up getting one physical game from Best Buy, but I'll talk about that one in a little bit. But with the movies, I didn't get a lot of them because some of them weren't on sale. Now, Across the Spider-Verse was, but I already own it. Mutant Mayhem wasn't on DVD yet. And so I got a couple movies that I haven't seen yet, and I got a couple movies that I have seen that I really enjoyed on heavy discount. There was a lot of 4Ks on sale. There was like Batman, The Flash, uh, Barbie has been out too soon. So Barbie wasn't really on sale. Blue Beetle wasn't really on sale. So some of the movies I was interested just weren't on sale. Like there was a Mario Steelbook, but that was not discounted. So starting with Mario, I got the Mario movie. The Mario movie was on sale. I don't care that I didn't get the Steelbook. I am happy that I got the Mario movie. I saw it twice in theaters and really enjoyed it. Another movie that I got that I do enjoy is The Bad Guys. If you have not seen The Bad Guys, it is a very fun and creative DreamWorks movie. It came out the same year as the movie I was looking for, which was Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And I decided to pick up The Bad Guys and watch that. I did watch it on Netflix before it left Netflix. It's got a holiday special coming up, so I decided to pick up The Bad Guys and give it another watch or two because it was on super sale. And honestly, last year was a really good year for DreamWorks. The Bad Guys is really good as well as Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Do not sleep on The Bad Guys. I know the trailers made it look like, oh, it's just this little goofy kids movie, but it's actually really funny. And much like Puss in Boots, there's only one song in the movie. Like they're not aiming to be a musical, but the song is really good good tonight winks at camera um except i'm not on camera this is an audio podcast so i got operation fortune which was in theaters back in the early months of this year it just looked like a fun movie it looks like a fun spy movie so i decided to pick that up and i picked up the oscar winner for best picture which was everything everywhere all at once I am very excited to watch this. I've heard nothing but good things about it, so I cannot wait to watch everything everywhere all at once. Looks like fun. But I also got some physical games, so I swung by one of my other favorite stomping grounds for Black Friday, which was Target. Target always used to have like a lot of movies and stuff on sale, but this year, I don't know if it varied from Target to Target, but mine... The movies were basically cleaned out. They didn't have, like, the cardboard standees that they used to fill with movies. They just had a couple filled with, like, Legos in a couple spots of the store. And they had TVs in random spots. But that was fine. Best Buy had, like, PS5s laying around everywhere. I thought that was kind of funny. But, um, so, Target, I ended up picking up one game. This game was on sale. You will hear more about it towards the end of the episode. Super Bomberman R2. I have a lot of fond memories with the first one, so I decided that I wanted to dive into the second Bomberman R game, and I am really excited to play that one. I ended up picking up Breath of the Wild because I did not get Breath of the Wild at launch, and I really wanted to dive into that one and finally see what all of the uh, hype for Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are and 
I did try Breath of the Wild back in the day. Didn't really like it, sold it, but I decided that it was on sale. But Breath of the Wild, I did not get at Target. I got Breath of the Wild at GameStop, but that wasn't the only thing I ended up getting there. It was a buy two, get one free on used games, so I ended up getting Crash 4. It's about time for the Nintendo Switch, Soul Calibur 6, and a physical version of Shovel Knight. Even though I own Shovel Knight digitally, this was a PS4 version of Shovel Knight. I really enjoy Shovel Knight, and I figured I would have a physical one with a manual and such, so it was just another cool version of the game to own, even though I had it on Switch and 3DS. Now I have it on PS4. I know the Xbox version has the Battletoads. The PlayStation version has a boss fight against Kratos, so that's also another fun reason to pick this up. And the last game that I got was also on PlayStation. This was for PS5. This was on sale as well and this is the one game i got from best buy the one game i ended up getting from best buy is shantae and the pirate's curse once again it was a cool physical indie game it came with a manual it has a reversible cover it was on steep discount and i love getting physical indie games like next year i am probably going to continue to amass a collection of physical indie games sometimes i like ordering them online but through that i would do super rare games or fan gamer i'm not the biggest fan of limited run you may have known that from my episode that i did on shantae at the time only getting a game boy advance cartridge but now thankfully that has been rectified um but I will pick up some limited run games if they are in a major retailer because they're usually being resold. I've bought them from Mon Paw stores, like retro video game stores. I will pick up limited run games if they are used because I do like the concept of indie games getting physical releases. I think they deserve them for the sake of game preservation, for the sake of Having cool add-ons for these titles, I do believe that that's important. So I definitely picked up one of my favorite indie games of all time. Two of them, actually, Shovel Knight and Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Now, I am going to test something, and I will probably do a follow-up at some point, but the Shovel Knight version I bought says just Shovel Knight on the cover, so I'm going to see if maybe it's just Shovel of Hope, and I'm going to have to buy the Treasure Trove stuff for the PlayStation version. I bought it on 3D, so when I bought it on 3DS, I bought it as Shovel Knight way back in the day, so all of the versions came on free. The King of Cards, the Spectre of Torment, the Plague of Shadows, and then when I bought it on Switch, I waited for a sale much like this for a steep discount and bought the Treasure Trove on the Switch, so that's how I did it. So we're going to see if this version of Shovel Knight does indeed have all the dlc or if it's just the shovel of hope version either way i'm happy shovel of hope is still my favorite reason to pick up shovel knight um it's it's the original it's the one that started it all and also because it was the first one it's the one i've had the most time and experience with but this episode is not over just yet on top of talking about th a few of the games i got i'm going to talk today not doing a rapid fire of all of those, but today I'm going to talk about Marble It Up Ultra, Bomberman R2, and one of the other things I'm going to talk about is Luminous. So those are going to be 
the games that I'm going to talk about. I decided that I'm going to do a little first impressions of a few of these because I thought that'd be fun, kind of like pick up the games, come home, and try out a couple of them. You know, that's what you do after Black Friday. You try out a couple of the things. If you ended up getting a big pile of games or movies, you get to get through a couple of them right away. So these are what I did for Black Friday. But first, I'm going to talk about my Black Friday journey that I had in the process of getting this haul. So as I mentioned before, I did trade-in. So I took some stuff in. I really didn't feel like owning a Nintendo 64 anymore. So I got rid of that because the older I get, the more I kind of want to minimalize my consoles just so I can keep up with games. Like if I have a 3DS and a PS2 and a PS5, well, I want new games on the PS5. I want to collect for both of those. And now it's already split between two retro consoles, which is actually pretty funny because I ended up getting a PS2 earlier this year. And it's been really exciting to collect for that because I grew up a Nintendo kid. So looking for games like Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, Ape Escape, all this stuff I missed out on and stuff that wouldn't necessarily get remastered like... Uh, Spyro got remastered, so I got to play it. Crash did, but there's a lot of games that haven't or are going to. Now, some games I'm going to wait for, like Tomba, I am not paying for that. But Mega Man Legends, I've been kind of tempted to pick up. But for example, Brave Fencer Musashi, I've always wanted to play that. I don't see Brave Fencer Musashi getting a remaster any point in time. So I do want to get it at some point. So... With this journey, it actually started on Wednesday. I went to Best Buy twice this week. I went to Best Buy on Wednesday, and I went to Best Buy on Friday. And when I went on Wednesday, it was pretty moderate. Like, they had everything set up, and it was fine. I, once again, was a little bit bummed out because they had all of these movies out, and knowing that this time next year the movies aren't going to be there, kind of really bummed me out, but I looked through the games, I looked through the movies, and I almost got Gotham Knights, but I decided instead to get Shantae and get the movies, but Best Buy was moderately fine. Then I went to Target. Target was not very busy for the day before Thanksgiving. It was a little quiet. I did go later in the evening for Target, so that was fine, but when I went, I went there, got Bomberman R2, nothing really to write home about. Now, Friday, Friday, I went to my mall. My mall was very busy and very crowded. I went to GameStop. GameStop was very busy and very crowded. And Best Buy, the moderate-sized crowd, felt like I was the only person in the store compared to Friday. Oh, my goodness. The store was swarming. The lines were big. Every store that I went to, I had to wait in line. The lines were so big, there everything was crowded. What do you expect? Everyone wanted to keep up the tradition and do it on Black Friday. So it was kind of a big journey. Now all my trade-ins and such like that and selling things, that actually has to still be done. Because my philosophy was to you know, oh, I'm going to take it in and, you know, trade in and stuff like that. No, no, I didn't think that far ahead. 
if you thought that of me, well, thank you for thinking highly of me, but no, my philosophy was to buy it and then do the old-fashioned pay off my credit card. Now, I also had to get some holiday gifts and do some stuff like that, but that was a rule that I made this year that I definitely think I will be making in years to come, which is for every game that I get, I am going to give a game, quote-unquote, trade it in, you know, put it towards it. So maybe next year I'll give five games and get five games. Kind of like a fun challenge idea almost, like like almost like a tit-for-tat Black Friday haul kind of thing, like out with the old, in with the new. That's kind of the thought process I had while doing that. So this is very much the prototype of that idea. It will be way more structured, and I will think of like a fun Black Friday-themed episode more next year. This is more so just like my experience that I had this year, my idea, and the fact that also I've returned some of the stuff where I have the receipt and I'm going to. So, yes, sometimes, I, you know, you buy a couple shirts, and you're like, oh, these shirts are nice, and then you open your closet, and you're like, I'm going to keep one but return the other, or I'm going to gift one and keep the other or vice versa, but yes, that was my journey on Black Friday, that's what I ended up getting, and next year, like I said, I gave my process of why I got that much this year, because I'm trading in a lot of stuff, including an N64 with my N64 games, so that's why I'm doing that, but next year, I think I am going to do kind of like a fun challenge of, oh, I got 10 games So I traded in 10 games or vice versa, like going in beforehand and trading in five games and only using the store credit. That's again, I'm workshopping this idea, but we are not done to now. The journey has been shared. The memories have been shared of getting Wii U games and Blu-rays at Best Buy or getting PS4 games and going through the crowds or going out on Thursday nights, but now it's all leading up to or digitally. Some things have definitely changed. So I'm going to end this with a few thoughts on some of the things that I have gotten to since getting those games on Black Friday. So stay tuned. So looking through the games that I decided to look at... I'm going to start with the indie game and then work up to the puzzle game and then we'll work up to the other one. So Marble It Up Ultra is very much inspired by Monkey Ball, except there are power-ups. There's no monkey. I guess there had to be budget cuts, so we had to get rid of the monkeys. But there are some really cool power-ups. One of the cool things I like is that you initially can just jump. Therefore, the level design is based around that. So it feels very inspired by Monkey Ball, but you can also jump. You can get these power-ups that help you like shave off time and stuff like that and go faster. It's, it's really fun. The aesthetic and the kind of music just really blends in well. It's just a fun little game to pick up and play a few levels of. It's just a really good like arcade-style puzzle game when... I think about it, aside from getting Banana Blitz and Banana Mania, we haven't really had many games in this style, so getting an indie game 
in this style is super nice and it makes me really happy. So yeah, I definitely am glad that I picked this one up on sale and I've played about two worlds of it. I'm on the third one currently and it's very enjoyable. I'm going to keep going. Another game that I picked up completely on a whim, this was like four bucks, was Luminous Remastered. I was hanging out with some friends and a really good friend of mine named Mineta, which if you head over to youtube.com and go to Galactic Rush 64, I actually host a show with Mineta where we talk about movies and he was playing Luminous and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And this is a great puzzle game. It's based around the context of making squares, but there's like challenge modes, mission modes, endless modes, multiplayer modes. Like this is a puzzle game that's really packed with a lot of really good content. I believe this originally started on the PSP and this is one of those puzzle games, much like Tetris effect. You just put it on and you vibe to it. You play it for a little bit and I love the aesthetic. I love the music. I love just relaxing with this one. I've played this one for about half hour, an hour or so far. And I've mostly just been doing the main mode. I haven't done any challenges or missions. But there's uh, an endless mode. There's training. There's tons in this. So this is definitely one to also pick up on sale. This was a great deal for what I got, and I had a great time with this. I'm definitely going to be using this much like I had Suica game be my wind-down game when I'm very low energy and maybe I've just beaten a boss of a different game or so on. I kind of want to just relax with something. This is a great game for that. The environments are super relaxing. The game is can get intense, I should say, but it's mainly very chill. The backgrounds are super cool. It had a similar aesthetic to a game I reviewed earlier this year, Spin Rhythm, where some of the fun is in the presentation, and this game nails presentation. Now, this next one I have a little bit of a... In the last one, I'm going to talk about, because I was originally going to talk about four or five games, but I decided to just whittle it down to three. So Super Bomberman R2. This I was really excited for. I played Bomberman R with one of my best friends. I've mentioned him before, Absol, my best friend, who um, moved away and he comes home and visits a couple times a year. Before he moved, I played this with him and it was fantastic. It's a really fun game. I will admit that the post game is pretty terrible and it made me hate Balums, but the main game was great. The main game, which we ended up playing over and over and over again, was just a stage to stage story, had these fun cutscenes, had this really good music, and was just a fun time overall. It was a launch title for the Switch. Now, this is coming like six years after the Switch has been around, and that's insane to think that the switch has been around for six years so some people thought oh bomberman r like you know it was good because there wasn't a lot on the switch and playing bomberman r2 i will say is two steps forward one step back now 
I even replayed Bomberman R by myself on PS4. I got it on Super Sale a couple years ago. I ended up playing it, and I had fun with it. Aside from the post-game, I really did not like that post-game. Um, but the gameplay was great. And the other thing I didn't like about the post-game is that it changed your menus. It changed your end credit scene. It changed your loading screens. It was like a really cruel practical joke. So I liked like 70% of Bomberman R1. And I definitely playing it with my best friend made some really good memories. Even if we blew each other up every once in a while. Um, so... But with this, Bomberman R2, it literally takes place a couple months or maybe a year or two after the first one. The characters are the exact same that they were. They even mention the final boss of the first game and how they've saved the universe. Like, they mentioned the Bugler army and how they defeated them. And the characters from the Bugler army are skins that you can get for multiplayer. I have not done multiplayer yet, but I do find it kind of cool that there was Bomberman R with online multiplayer play against people all around the world. Then there was a free-to-play Bomberman R Arena, which added even more playable characters, and that was a Battle Royale. I might need to try that out at some point. And then there was this one, and this one kept something that I really liked from the first one, and it kept something that I didn't like from the first one. It kept all the money. It kept having to earn money by playing story mode over and over again to unlock costumes and stuff like that. I wish that would have changed. One of my problems with the first one is that the whole game revolved around money. So if you played on easier difficulty, you would get less. But if you played on a higher difficulty, you would get more. But if you had to use a continue because you ran out of lives, then you would have to spend a decent amount of money to keep going, or you'd have to start over. And I think you also wouldn't keep the money that you collected in that world so far. So it was kind of hard. Also, every time you bought a new skin in that game, the price of the other skins would go up for some reason, or the arenas. And I didn't really like that. So the fact that they brought back the money system now, I haven't seen if it's changed for the better or worse, because I've played about an hour and a half of this game, an hour, hour and a half, and I mainly focus on story mode. I did buy the Goemon skin, though, because I did have Mystical Ninja growing up, so that was really cool, but aside from that, I mostly focus on the story. Now, it takes place right after the first game, and there's the Dark Moon Army, or Black Moon Army, I'm going to call them the Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon Army, who are invading the galaxy and trying to get people to buy a 3DS game, even though a Switch game is on the horizon. Or maybe they're trying to get you to buy an upcoming remake. Who knows? But Bomberman and his siblings, the Bomberman brothers, even though they're sisters, they are called the Bomberman brothers, have to go and save the day. You meet these little fun characters who are like babies, and they're like chows, but they wield guns. So they're like chows that you know, learned how to pack some heat. And this game has modes that are part of the story mode that help you train for online mode. Namely, like, a tower defense-like mode, where there's hordes of enemies and you have to, like, protect your turrets and set up turrets, but there's also an open-ending exploring bit. That was kind of cool. You can go and explore and customize your base. And then there was a base bit where you have to build and customize your base. And 
add traps with the resources you have and tower defense stuff. And I kind of miss when this game was a stage-to-stage story. Now, there's tower defense stuff, there's base building stuff, and that's fine. But I feel like that really muddies the gameplay. The exploration feels more true to Bomberman. Feels kind of like the Bomberman N64 games where you have just a wide open space and you use Bomberman's abilities to go through the game. But like the rest of the stuff, I feel like was one step forward, two steps back. And then you're just given the option to continue the story anyway. Like every time you work on your base, it's like continue the story. Well, it says finish the story, but like, I would have preferred just having your typical arena-like Bomberman gameplay like the first one. The first one would put you in these set arenas and defeat the enemies or escort the hostages or something like that. And I feel like I would have liked that a lot more than what they had here. The presentation's still good. The music is still fantastic. Much like Bomberman R1, the music is still great. The game's fully voice acted and has this like fun... Saturday morning cartoon, Saturday morning anime-like feel. So the story is inconsequential, but yeah, Bomberman R2, I am going to stick with, and, you know, who knows, maybe I'll cover it on an episode at some point. But so far, like, I'm maybe my opinion will turn around on it. That's why I'm doing a lot of first impressions. Like, the this indie game and this puzzle game, I'm definitely going to be playing more of these. Bomberman R2, I feel like I want to play more of it but i am definitely a little bummed out so i might walk away from it for a little bit play unguard because i'm really excited about that one the one i got on steam i'm really excited to replay pirates curse because it's been a couple years i'm excited to see what comes with this physical version of shovel knight as well as some of the games that i got that i haven't played before like daddish and baron breakfast so I'm definitely going to get to those. I'm definitely also excited about Baron Breakfast because some of my friends, namely Rox, who, once again, if you look at Galactic Rush 64 on YouTube, that is where Rox and I, like, we play games, we do commentaries, we did, like, a whole commentary through Simpsons Hit and Run. So if you want some bonus content, go and check that out. Or, of course, hit up latenightsprites.blogspot.com where I like talking about musicals, movies, and other non-video game topics. But that's going to be it for today's episode. This one was a bit of a longer one, so that was nice. If you want more, then check out the last episode where I was given a review code for a game called Prison City. That was really exciting, and that was a lot of fun to play. And, of course, if you want more, there was even a Black Friday and Holiday Indie Game Buyer's Guide before that. But thank you so much for listening. Make sure to take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. I've been Homecoming Hero, and I'll see you on the next episode of Late Night Sprites. (laughs) 